Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. I'm glad you could attend. Again, you are listening to the Let's Talk Hemp podcast. I am your host, Morris Beagle. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Episode 7 of Season 4 here on the Let's Talk Hemp Volume Up Podcast. Today's show was recorded live in the islands, Hawaiian Islands, and more specifically, Kauai, and even more specifically at Hawaii Nexus Hemp Farms. To be candid and clear, I love Hawaii. I've done business out here since the early 90s when I worked in the music industry and have had a continued attraction towards the amazing energy that is mana. I have been fortunate to help organize a couple of events over the last several years, including the 2017 Hawaii Hemp Conference in Hilo and the 2018 Hawaii Hemp Conference in Oahu. And in 2019, we joined forces with the Hawaii Farmers Union on Maui with the Let's Talk Hemp Education Tent for their annual convention. I want to give a shout out to my episode six guest, Doug Fine, a good friend of mine. He's a hemp farmer, an author, an entrepreneur, an eco-evangelist, and all-around great guy. Be sure to pick up his latest book, American Hemp Farmer, at DougFine.com. If you didn't catch the episode, you can download it and listen to it on demand at your convenience from a number of different platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio podcasts. I do want to mention there was a glitch in the recording, and a chunk of the interview, unfortunately, did not record. So we are missing some of the information, including the perspective on Hawaii's governor, who has done a major disservice to hemp farmers and the cannabis industry overall out here. Hawaii needs new leadership, for sure. And with that, I'm going to get Ray Maki and Jay Freed from Hawaii Nexus Hemp Farms up next, and we are going to talk about hemp in Hawaii. No matter what side of the fence you sit, we can all agree that hemp is good for this country. Whether it's the new opportunities it presents for our farmers, the jobs it creates in our communities, the health products that are entering the marketplace, or the positive environmental impact it has on this planet, there are endless reasons to be a friend of hemp. Please join Friends of Hemp today to connect with others who are cheering hemp forward. Visit friendsofhemp.org to learn how you and become a friend of hemp. And here we are live in Kauai. I'm sitting here with Ray Maki and Jason Freed. And this is that Hawaii Nexus Hemp Farms. Yep. Correct? Yeah, correct. Well, well, thanks for having me out, Ray. It's been a while since I've seen you. Uh, happy 420, Morris. Yeah, here we are on 420, exactly. Sitting here in Hawaii. Kauai, Hawaii. Hey, beautiful place out here. Thanks. Yeah, we've got this is a we're a 20 acre farm. We'll be growing about five acres of this a year, this 2021 year. And this year I'm pretty much growing uh, CBG varieties for the smokable flower market. And so just a little background for myself. My name is Ray Maquis. Hawaii Nexus Hemp is our uh, brand. We um, grew uh, CBD flower here, you know, one of the first licensees in the state of Hawaii and did extraction, created our um, tincture line. And this year we're pretty much focused on the smokable flower market for export. Also president of the Hawaii Hemp Farmers Association. I'm a 30-year resident of Kauai, pretty much focused on commercial organic ag and permaculture design and landscaping. 
probably implemented about 200 acres of working landscape and farming here on the island over the last 30 years. And here with my friend Jay Freed. And Jay, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, how's it going? Uh, happy to be here in this beautiful island with you guys. Happy 420, everyone. That's pretty awesome that this kind of synchronized and aligned like this on such a perfect day at a perfect time. Uh, I've been in the hemp space for most of my life. Just since the 80s, I've been all about the hemp and every you know, have had a passion that's gotten into me since, you know, I first discovered it at like a hemp conference march in Washington, D.C., where a bunch of friends of mine went there from high school and marched. And uh, ever since then, yeah, I've been all about it. And now we're here in this beautiful place growing hemp and, you know, sitting with some of the hemp legends of the uh, industry, and it's it's an honor to be here. Thanks. Appreciate it. Well, it's good to be here with both you guys. So, Ray, when did you first plant hemp out here? You were one of the first licensees. When, when did things become officially legal? Well, we were operating under the pilot program. You know, just a, another little bit of background. Hawaii had the first hemp pilot program in the country in the year 2000. And they dicked around with that program for the next 18 years and watched all the tier two states really get advanced. And, you know, you would think of um, cannabis in Hawaii is a no-brainer. Well, apparently it's not. So I started farming hemp in um, spring of 2019 and operating under the pilot program, couldn't export biomass from the farm. You know, everything was vertically integrated, you know, layers of compliance reporting just a real pain in the ass to have to deal with a bureaucracy that didn't understand the plant or the industry. So we formed a Hawaii Hemp Farmers Association. Uh, also in 2019, I'm president of that group. There's about 50, uh, well, there was about 45 uh, licensed hemp farmers under the pilot program. We, you know, Hawaii just gave it up and flipped over to USDA in the fall of last year. So we're a USDA hemp program state. As far as I heard, our last reading, there's about 60, 65 USDA licensed hemp growers in the state, all small scale, some players shooting for the medium scale uh, sort of model. But I'll just finish up the the regulatory um part of the conversation. Hawaii went over to USDA fall of last year. Hemp products were finally legal in the regulatory space, although they, you know, they weren't, uh, or in the statutory space at that same time, you know, we've been fighting in the ledge to get rational hemp and cannabis policy here in the state for forever, it seems like. And, um, you know, it's just been pretty hard educating the legislators about the industry, what the potentials are for the upsides for Hawaii, which is, you know, in a federal or in a fiduciary deficit, as all the states are, and just can't seem to get a lot of traction out of our legislature to keep moving us forward. But we 
hemp products are legal and we've been extracting, you know, during that whole time. And, um, Hawaii Nexus is our brand coming back to just the overall lay of the land in Hawaii. You know, Hawaii has a reputation, Maui, Waui, Kauai Electric, you know, a lot of iconic THC brands and varietals in the past. We have a year round growing, uh, temperature. Basically Hawaii operates at a disadvantage compared to every other hemp growing location that I can think of. Cannabis is a temperate zone plant. There are genetics that will work here, but they're not improved varieties. And people have been reverse engineering cannabis to try to work in our in our environmental conditions. And my analysis of it is that Hawaii really has distinct disadvantages to every other hemp growing region in, in our country. And primarily our major disadvantages is day length. We have like even days, like most, our longest day of the year is 13 and a half hours on the summer solstice. Our shortest day of the year is 10 and a half hours on the winter solstice. So um, supplemental lighting to maintain veg in the field is something that we have to work with. There's all the, you know, we have the highest electrical rates in the country. It can rain any single day of the year, set in with humidity for molds and mildew issues out in the field. Insects are pretty pervasive. For growing organically, weed control is an enormous labor burden. Uh, drying is difficult in, you know, 70, 80, 100% humidity conditions. Labor costs, you know, can't get anybody to really work in the field for less than 20, 25 an hour. And production costs, all, all farm inputs, generally speaking, have to be imported, you know, across half an ocean. We're in a regulatory environment that doesn't understand the plant or the industry. And I think one of our major environmental conditions is wind. And I've had a a number of acres that were in full flower that got laid down, survived, but, you know, lost half the crop. And on any day of the year, we could have 30, 40 mile an hour gusts that, you know, could really damage this crop. Those are just a couple of the um, regulatory and environmental conditions we're working with here seems like you've got some challenges going on yeah yeah um and then you know like because of the delay and kind of joining our sister states in the tier two status we watched the market disappear over the last few years and i think basically if i had to summarize it i think the advantages that hawaii has over any other place is uh it's year-round growing temperature and uh, the Hawaii brand, you know, the opportunity to really define the Hawaii brand from a quality standpoint. And I think that there is something about um, our, our flower that grows at this latitude. We have high UVB intensity, which in most varietals that we've had growing uh, really spikes THCA early and, um, you know, we're, we're at compliance levels at THCA before there's a, almost a drop of Delta-9 in the plant. So 
we were just super slowed down from participating in the market at a time when it was really profitable. And um, so we're reaping the consequences of that now. Best of luck with everything. Is there anything else you'd like to leave the listeners with before we call her good? Uh, Jay, do you have anything you want to say? <clears throat> um, yeah, I just, I think that a lot of the, hey, Clem, a lot of the things that Ray have mentioned as challenges are definitely some serious challenges. But we can also flip some of those challenges and turn them into benefits, which I believe we've done here with the fact that we have this year-round growing temperature. And the light is pretty much always at light deprivation. So we can come out with fresh smokable flour at any time of the year. So when there's a drought in April or June, then we're scheduled to we can position ourselves to be able, be able to harvest at any time of the year. So we have an advantage, I feel, in that respect over, you know, the mainland where they have 18 hours of, of uh, sunlight. We, you know, they can't necessarily go into flower unless they're doing an auto flower. So I think we're utilizing that this year. We've, we're tweaking some of our program to be able to take advantage of you know, some of the most more serious disadvantages were turning into serious advantages. So that's, a, I think, a cool thing that we're looking at, you know, the possibilities of how to position ourselves, you know, in a way that that helps by being here to take advantage of it. So, yeah, other, other than that, uh, it's, you know, it's learning from Ray and his vast amount of knowledge about Hawaii and growing here and the different microclimates and just the so many different pressures and styles and things that you don't have on the mainland, which is where I'm mainly grown. Uh, it's just incredible to learn how different it can be. It's like going to Mars to grow or something. It's, it's insane, but it's been great. Um, I'm excited to be here and, and learn from Ray and, and other people in, in Hawaii and how to grow beautiful tropical Hawaiian hemp and uh, it's exciting look forward to it thank you well um thanks for coming and visiting us Morris and uh what a great day to do it 420 happy 420 everyone and um you know we're uh check us out uh, hawaiinexus.com and uh check out what we have and the other producers here in Hawaii and um try a Hawaii product and tell us, um, tell us what you think. So, um, blessings on you guys and the industry. All right. Thanks Ray. Thanks Jay. And, uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. The third annual Southern Hemp Expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration. This year's event will take place at the convention center in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 2nd through the 4th, where we will have three days of conferences, seminars, and workshops, 250-plus exhibitors, and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities. For more information, check out SouthernHempExpo.com. And that is going to wrap it up for Episode 7 of Volume Up, the Let's Talk Hemp podcast. And I again want to thank Ray and Jay from Hawaii Nexus Hemp Farms for joining me this episode. You can find out what they are up to at HawaiiNexus.com. 
Be sure to check out letstalkhemp.com and subscribe to our weekly Let's Talk Hemp newsletter for the most up-to-date information on the hemp industry. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please hit that subscribe button on the player, share it with your friends and family, and if you're feeling it, leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you came across the show. If you are interested in sponsoring, advertising, or being a future guest, drop us a message to info at letstalkhemp.com. And until next time, happy 420, 421, and 422, where every day is Earth Day. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has kind of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects network.